Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The past and the present and the future. Faith and hope and charity. The heart and the brain and the body give you three. As a magic number. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. We've done it. We got top four. Uh, ten games left to go. We were eight on about 46 points, I think it was. And then we fucking go mad and got fucking 26 in our last ten games. Mm. Fucking didn't expect it. But I'm fucking buzzing. Yeah, well, I didn't have any any hope. Didn't have much hope when when I was looking at the table in March. I did say to a few people, I think that's us done. Uh, I couldn't see us getting better. We we'd do a podcast, we'd be raving, we'd battle Arsenal, then we'd lose, and it was just um, it was just topsy turvy right the way through until the last ten. Um, don't really know what to say about it. The season as a whole was absolutely fucking mental. But the main thing is at the end of it is that we're for me, we're playing Champions League football. We can attack better players, which you've already done. And it's it's massive for us. It was massive, it was massive for the morale of the whole club that we can be that shit and have that much bad luck and still compete at the very top. And magnificent what Jürgen Klopp's done to get us in. Not even the top four, he's got us third, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, he deserves he deserves all the praise in the world. I think it's just it's yeah, this season's just been crazy, like you say, from the six games on the spin losing to fucking playing well in the Champions League against Leipzig when no one when no one thought it was possible at the time. And then just going it's just been up and down all the time, lad. And I stand by my guns, we'll piss the league next season with our full squad back. I agree. I've said it. As soon as as soon as you got to like Probably February, I was just thinking, just just spew it. Just get rid of the season. Fucking no one bullied it. Then we go into March and we're, we're going further and further behind. Because we knew, we knew in January we had no chance to league, really. Um, it was all over. And you just wanted to, hope to God, no more slip-ups, go to the Champions League. And I just wanted it gone. But was looking for it to be gone. Not, through, not soaking, because we're not playing well. Because you just know we're going to come back a different animal next next season. And I hate the cliche, oh, fucking hell, next year's our year. Um, that was everything to you this year, weren't it? But at the end of the day, when you look at that squad and we're, we're going to bolster it, we're going to be a better team, we're going to learn. We've gone from winning the league to struggling for top four to finishing third. These players are going to be hurting in a, in a good way. And I said it in one of the earlier podcasts, sometimes you need that kick up the arse and that to realise how hungry you are. And some of the players who haven't played well, I've put it down to the fans not being there and to situations and to the morale of the team. I think it's affected some more than others. And people saying, like, get rid of such a body, get rid of such a body, keep as many as you can and add to it. Because that's what Man City do. Man City build an absolute force 
and they, they keep the best players. And when they when they lose the likes of Aguero and company, they end up replacing them with top quality. But then they bring in a reserve as well, who's of a brilliant level. So we need to do the same now. Don't want to get rid of money, get rid of Firmino and all that. Let's just bring in better players and get a better squad and watch us go next season. Because I'm bet me fucking house on it that we're right up there. And yeah. by Christmas, you'll see the real Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, City for all the all the praise they get in this season haven't improved much. I think they finished five points better off than they did last season. Not, it's not a real improvement. United, I don't, I don't know what the difference is with them, but there won't be a real improvement there. Um, they actually got more points under Mourinho when they finished second than they have under Oli, but this is seen as progress from Mourinho. So where where that fucking comes from, I'll never know. Well, in Alberto Moreno, by the way, love you. Um, oh, I'm good to you. Man. Hey, get out, Man United. Get out. I fucking love that. You know, <laughs> I, you know, as a player, he's one of the play, one of the only players really in my life I've absolutely dreaded seeing on the pitch because you knew he was going to make a mistake, and he had he had talent. He was a decent player, but he just done some fucking. It was like there was something in his head just going, Nah, don't do that pass. Go back to the keeper. I fuck fucking. Full force pass as hard as you can, put everyone under pressure, and he just used to do it. But fair play to him, made up with, with his response. The same as when Mascherano beat them with um, Barca. Yeah. Once you leave Liverpool, whether you've had a good time or a bad time, you've still got a great connection with the club, and I love that. Yeah. To be fair as well, he played all right when he came on. He was dangerous, he, he was causing them problems, and I've got to say, that penalty shootout, I know it's not Liverpool related, like, but that penalty shootout was fucking brilliant. But I was nerve-wracked. I was sick. And I just knew. When Cavani scored and I thought, right, that's it then. And then Villarreal remained the better team. And then you're thinking like, ah, Man United going to talking about fucking the Munich game, the 2-1, are they going to do it again? And then it goes to penalties. And you, the first three penalties were left-footers. And I was sat there going, why are they letting them, why are they doing this to me? You can't, left-footers can't take pens, surely. Some of the best pen takers I've ever seen are left footed. But yeah. literally three on the bounce. And I just went, no, I can't hack it. And I felt sick. And then Moreno stepped forth up. And it felt like it was Liverpool. I just went, please, lad, fucking put this. And what a pen. What yeah, a fucking pen. pen. Like I, said, <laughs> I said, as soon as Moreno stepped up, I went to me, I felt that he's missing this. And then he fucking perfectly placed bottom corner. Even their keeper's pen was fucking bossed up. Like, I thought he was going to be the one to do it because he could have saved four pens and he, he punched two of them in his own net, the fucking yeah. mad bastard. But the could have saved a few looked, He's shitting goal him. I know. He is shitting goal him. He is literally, for the first three pens, he lied on four. He just lied to him. He just went, Great. <laughs> So if you'd have missed one of them, you'd have been wounded. Yeah, but definitely. To, for, for a penalty not to go off target in a, in a competition like that, that was fucking great, that. But I, yeah. I totally enjoyed it. Well, fuck them mank bastards anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about them too much. But no, like I was saying, it's seen as progress, what they've done under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer this year, as opposed to what Mourinho was doing, and, and they finished worse off. So for for them to not really have better seasons than last season just goes to show that the only reason they've done what they've done in the league is because we've been nowhere near as good as we were last season. So that to me says... Yeah, get all our players back, strengthen where we need to strengthen, which is a few positions at the minute. Get back up, get a boss bench. And as I say, we'll fucking piss it. We will absolutely piss the league next season. 
Man City are always going to be a massive threat and they're, they're a magnificent side and Guardiola, they've won the league again, fair play. They're a fantastic football team, they're a fantastic squad. But I, I, do, I do believe everything that we're about, I think we're better than them. You've just got it. You've just got to be invested in, like they invest. You've got to, you've got to pull a squad together that if one of your 11's out, you're not shitting yourself. Because when Jota was out and Firmino weren't playing well, we were, we were on our ass. We were like, where's yeah. the goal coming from? Salah and Mane aren't scoring as often. Goals from the midfield don't happen as often. Um, it was, it just, it's gone at all a bit. Just went a bit patient. And we need, we need to look at this season and go, right, when shit at the fan and we had a few injuries, we didn't have anywhere fucking near the quality to come in to, 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 to take, take the game. So now we, we do really need to make sure that our benches, if you're taking off Salah, bring on someone fucking at least, you know, remotely equivalent to how we, how we play so we yeah. can just slot into the system. It's just at the minute, imagine we, imagine Salah was one of the ones on the injury list this season. You, you, you literally, and that's how mad footy is. Without Salah this season, we're bottom half, lad. Really. Yeah. He's been absolutely incredible. And we just need to make sure our squad, and it's all good and well saying, you know, such a body's there, or Shakiri's, they have, they've, they've played parts, but for massive parts of the season, they've all been injured. So we need now, we've said about the likes of Matip and that. I, I can't see players like that who are getting knocked constantly, constantly being around because it's, it's ruined our season. We need fit players, and it is look at the drawback injuries, look at Van Dijk. You know, I've never seen him injured whenever, but then he gets that injury and we've got to see what he comes back like. But yeah, it, realistically, strengthen the squad and don't put too much expectation on these lads. Let them go in as third in the league. Don't let them go in as fucking ex-champions, whatever. Go in, just pretend we've won fuck all. Every game's nil-nil. Fight till the final whistle and see how we go because I'm confident they'll, they'll do it. And I think they'll go. I want to see us go for the FA Cup, the European Cup, and the league, because that's what we're about. Yeah, you're right. We haven't talked the, the cup seriously the last well under Klopp really. Second, um, me lad. Set that FA Cup final for the first time in years. I fucking watched it. To be honest, watched it for the first time in years, and even without as many fans, the build up and that was brilliant. Um, and I proper enjoyed the match. I was just at the end of it watching them lift that cup and that. I just, when he lifted it, I went, I bet you the lid falls off that. Because I remember Gerard lifting it and the lid coming off. As soon as he lifted it, the lid fell off. Yeah. And I was thinking, I wish it was us. I just wish that was us. And when the League Cup's on, I wish that was us. When the Charity Shield's on, I wish it was us. I just wish it's us all the time. And we need to start going for everything on. Because we're capable. The players are there. They're capable. The manager's more than capable. He can win the fucking lot. Yeah. If he wants to. And that that's where the squad, that's where the need for the squad comes in. Because we rest, at the minute, we rest Mane and Salah and like Van Dijk and Alisson, let's say. And we're throwing, we're throwing players who aren't really up to, up to this, nowhere near the same level. Or kids who are good players, but maybe not ready for it kind of thing. And it's all well and good doing that against like a, a Lincoln or a Peterborough or something like that in the early rounds. But then we still do it against your Chelsea's and your Arsenal's when they're putting 
next to full strength squads out, and we're still going like, you know, if it wasn't like if if he hadn't been playing this season in the league, it'd be like Reese Williams and Kermetio at the back or something. You know what I mean? It's like you're going up against. Do you know what? Like this is the this is the problem, and like I think it's a non-win situation for Klopp sometimes because in them games you get a lot of fans who aren't interested in it. You've got a lot of, like, say, for instance, non-English fans who don't realise how much the FA Cup means who moan when a, a top t- a top player's in the squad and they're giving it the shit because they're scared of getting injured and not an FA Cup game when mm-hmm. towards the FA Cup's everything. And it's the same with Jota in the Champions League. Jota's having great form. It was a nothing game. He plays him, but the lad wants minutes, needs minutes. He hasn't forced him to play the game. He said, I'm picking you. If Jota then says, listen... I don't, I don't fancy you risking me. And that's up to him. But every, every one of them players wants to play every single game. It's down the man, down to the manager to, to choose. But I do, I do hope that we have a squad next season where, if you are playing, playing against the fucking Peterborough or someone, you've got a decent core, and then your branches are half decent at least. So, for instance, if you're playing Thiago in the middle with Mane up front or Jota leading the line. But then you've got Harvey Elliott on one side and Shakiri on the other. That's not too bad. No, it's That's not. That's not too bad. And then if you've got like Oxlade Chamberlain and Keita with Thiago or Anderson or a Fabinho, it's not too bad. But when you've got kids we've never heard of, it just and so there's too many of them at one time, like mm. they just last in sort of thing. And that all works against little teams like Everton. Yeah, exactly. I fucking know that. But I think Curtis Jones hasn't had half as much game time this season as I thought. The injuries we've had in that, I, I really thought he'd be he'd be playing most weeks. But I don't know what's happened there. He's a fantastic player. Um, and I want I want to see a lot more of him next season. But again, if you if you look at when you dissect that team, you look at the midfield, Oxlade Chamberlain, fully fit, fantastic player. He's been great for us. Obviously the injuries kill him. Curtis Jones, not a bad word to say about a lot. He's gone and excel and go to I think he'll go to the top. I think he's brilliant. Naby Keita, without injuries. You know, some people are on his back saying he doesn't do much. He's the only player in the midfield. He'll get the ball and just drive. Mm. And he sees nothing but the other team's goal. And that's what that's what we need. We just need a decent squad and a few more faces. And I'll be, I'll be fucking betting me out on us winning everything. Yeah, same. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Palace game itself. Um must have been a match. Yeah. <laughs> Not, um, so it looks very likely. Well, it's it's confirmed more or less, isn't it? Ginny's going. Um glad he got to send off he got. He deserves that at the very least. He's been a key part in Klopp's success over the last few years. He's been integral. Even if he hasn't necessarily performed how we would have how some people would have liked him the last few months. But he deserved the send off he got, and I'm glad that he got it. Yeah, I listen, I'll be honest, I've, I've slated Wijnaldum for a year. Not slated him, but not really seeing what he offered. And I said on the last one, when against the, against West Brom, we did see how much we missed him when he's not there. Um, looking at highlights of him in part of games, you don't even see at the time, and how he presses and how he wins the ball back, which is something I've never really put him down to do. But when you, when you dissect the game, you actually watch them little clips. He has been magnificent for us. And there was no doubt about that anyway. He's done brilliantly. But I don't think he performed as well as he could have done last season. But I think he'll leave a massive gap in the dressing room and in the team 
I felt a bit sorry for him when he was speaking because it seemed very much like he didn't want to go. Yeah. And I felt, I think it's a case of the owner's strategy of not giving a big contract to an over 30s. So when we've, we've said, like, how can you give him the captaincy? How can you play him when he doesn't want to be there? It wasn't the case, obviously. He, he wanted to be there. And fair play to him for fucking giving what he's given knowing that the club don't want him, which is how it looks, which is mm. sad. Um, Klopp would go to losing him. Yeah. But I think, I said to you, didn't I, I think that the conversation has been, listen, Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson are the starters now. Um, and then you look up, we've got Keita, would have had Ronaldo, Curtis Jones, Oxley's. Like, you're not going to get a lot of time as you would like. So, the Make you move. Mm. Maybe with the send up he got. Um, so it was a bit, bit sad to see him go, but fair play. He's, he gave all his gifts to the club, gave us some amazing nights and wish him well. Uh, also, the kit man. I watched the video of the kit man today and that had me fucking crying. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Glad have you seen it. Yeah. You, you he's on about think... it starting as a, as a fucking bus driver. driver yeah. Then the first team driver. Then the kit. I think Sammy Lee said, Do you want would you be the kit man or something? And he's like, yeah, and then he's talking and Klopp's talking and fucking hell, I was sat there going, fucking hell, don't go. <laughs> but that's the thing, I think people like that at clubs get underappreciated, they get, I wouldn't say underappreciated, I think, by the people in the club themselves, they're very much appreciated, but they get overlooked by likes of us as, as fans and stuff like that. And I've never seen any other team give the kit man of, of 35 years a guard of honour. <laughs> Before I don't know if it was before or after the game that they gave him it, but I've never seen that's that crap. before. Um, last game, no, but that's the thing. Like, even he, he said himself, like the way you all see the players, I don't see them like that. I see them like my family. So it's just like it's like going into the office, isn't it? Hmm. And you you see someone in the office every day, but then they're leaving. No one else is asked, barring the people who see them every day. So. It's just one of them roles that does get overlooked. So, like, so, you know, he puts the kit out and yeah. he makes sure they've got a kit and it's he's done a great job. For years, but obviously. that's the thing. It's oh. to, us, to us, that just seems like something small. Like, you know what I mean? But, like, to them, footballers, we all know what the egos are like now. For them to just rely on him to get the kit ready for them, have a spare for them if, if it gets ripped or fucking got blood on or anything like that. He has he's, he's there for the players all the time, making sure he probably sorts the boots out fucking everything. Training, yeah, be everything. You know, but what you know when you say about the egos, the players. That's what I love about it is that every player like admired him and looked at him like a father figure and that. Mm. And when he goes to sleep at night, he must think like I've got fucking Vader Van Dijk looking up to me, Anderson, and he's been on been on the bus tours with them when they won trophies. Lads, I'd sell me fucking house. And go without anything to have that job for a year. I yeah, wouldn't absolutely. want a penny. I wouldn't want a fucking penny. I'd just, I'd just want it. And he's lived in. I don't know what the money was like in that, but what I like. Imagine sitting next to him in the pub and going, "Like, what do you do?" Oh, kit man for living. Like, fuck off, me. Oh no, I am. Yeah. Any stories? Like, yeah, I've got hundreds. All of them. I've got all the stories. Yeah, every story. You'll have to write a book. Ah, yeah, it'd be sick. What's that like? Yeah, no, I was. I, I love the connection and the way Klopp said, like, he might just hugs him out and he meets dads and that. And mm. it was, you know, it's it's a lovely thing. I think it'd be nice if they could bring some fucking one of his family to replace him. Mm. 
because it would be a nice thing, not like a family thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I might fucking mess you now. Tell, tell them I'm just so mad. The actual performance itself. Um, was pretty oh, it's going to be in a game of footy? It was pretty straightforward, really. Um, the one person I think you probably more than me have said all season relies on the fans turned up when the fans were back. Mane, he played fucking brilliant. You know what? With Mane, he's had stick all season, right? But not once has he gone hidden. He hasn't hid once. No. He hasn't. He's, he's still tried. He's t- and he's still tried. He's done the little creep turns and all that. That's done quite work. But he, he worked his fucking socks off. And that's all I want to see. Um, so, yeah, he hasn't been the same player this season, but he fucking tore them apart. He did. I think performer, it was nervy. As it's going on, it's, it's getting a bit nervy, but then you're seeing scores going our way and that. Mm. And it, it, all, it, it just always felt like we were going to be in there. But then when you see the league table pop up in your third, thinking, how oh, the fuck this happened? And third isn't, it's not any different than fourth. It's just, a, it's a place higher in it. It just looks yeah. a bit better on the, on the, on the fucking piece of paper, but just in a different seat, a pot, aren't you? That's it. That's the only difference. Get a slightly easier draw in the, in the thing, but you're not in the Champions League for an easy draw, are you? You want to play the best teams, that's why you're in it. That's it, lad. And you beat the best teams, and that's why we're as fucking good as we are. But exactly. yeah, I thought the performance, I thought they played well, and I like the way they just they just plodded on. We played the footy, you know, we had a few fucking scares very yeah. early on few proper fucking scares to be honest because of being one one or two down but they just composed themselves and just cracked on and I like that that little mix up between Phillips and Williams because of, I don't know who it was he played the ship pass Trent. I think Trent yeah ship ball and you know those people in the oh fucking hell how slow he is like he was never getting there what are you on about like fucking never yeah. but I think Phillips could fucking grab the ball with his two hands and volley at the roof of the net. And I'd say it was good defending. I just fucking love him. I think he's fucking great. I think he's he just it's what I always used to say about Van Dyke taking the piss, lad. I, I reckon if we had a free kick, Nat Phillips could take it with his head. <laughs> and it, it'd fucking curl around the wall and go in, lad. He's that good at editing, he's fucking boss. Give him a lifetime contract. Um that that's all we wanted, in it? We wanted top four. We got out. By the sound that he's gone, by the way. He's not. I'll, that he got I'll go down there and fight Jürgen right now. To be fair, it's probably it, it, not even probably Jürgen's decision, is it? No, well, he said, he said at the end of the game that the day Phillips that, you know, he knows he's still young, he's still learning. Don't forget, defense, centre-halves are like goalkeepers, you know. They get better as they get older, hmm. get a little bit more experience. You're not going to be great at 23, 24, <laughs> 27, 28. You could be fucking, could be the next fucking Malvini, lad. <laughs> He's already the next Maldini. Bolton Brazy as he is, lad. Um <laughs> no, we'll 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 move on to, to that in a little bit, like, but um just to change the tone a little bit, obviously we had the fucking joke of a decision um with the Hillsborough trial a couple of days ago. Um don't even know what to say. It just it's fucking heartbreaking. Um how you can come to, to that decision. Um what what your what your thoughts on it all? Oh, when, when it came out, I thought it was out the blue. To be honest, it was sickening. Um, how you can change the verdict to ninety six people being unlawfully killed to no one's got a fucking answer for it? It's just bizarre. How can no case 
96 people unlawfully killed and the judge claims to be there's no case. What a fucking disgrace it is. It's an absolute disgrace. And I think the families have taken it so well. And I see Margaret Aspinall after it. And she fucking, they can speak finally. And now this is what I hate. And I've had mates who've lost loved ones at Ellsborough saying it for years. They keep telling us, don't speak on social media. Don't mention anything. They've, they've done what they fucking set out to do. They've kept every bastard quiet. And no one's had a thing to be able to be said against anyone. If you're mm. fucking bombarding Druckenfield and that cunt who was on fucking Radio 5 the other day, Meridian Child, have you seen oh, that? Yeah. What a fucking bell end. I hope that cunt dies, I'll be honest with you. Really do. But when you've got when you've got masses of people giving you hell when a case is going on, surely that can that can change the jury. And they haven't had it because there's been no input from anyone who matters. Mm. Been no input at all from anyone who had anything to do with it, other than them people in the courtroom. And obviously they're the ones who matter the most, but they haven't been able to speak. They haven't mm. been able to say what happens or what they've been through or the hundreds and hundreds of evidence they've got on paperwork changed and all that. I literally can't get my head around it. And I've seen people calling for marches and protests and stuff like that. One if you if you were ill and a doctor gave you a diagnosis and you didn't quite believe it, you go and seek a second opinion. So the same with a judge for me. They should be able to go and seek a different judge and see how question is, question him, how can he laugh something out of court? That's what it is. Hmm. When so, when it, it gets dropped like that, it's called getting laughed out of court. And that's what he's done. He's yeah. laughed the families, the 96 and the survivors out of court, shoot them out and said there's no case to answer to you. Fucking disgrace. It's an absolute scandal. And I do believe the old city, Liverpool and Everton, and anyone with any fucking human brain cells needs to, to join the families and the survivors and fight against the decision because it's not the right decision, obviously. Yeah. I'm fuming talking about it. I hate it. It's it's disgusting. It's it's corrupt, and you know, like the worst part about it is, is it doesn't shock me, and that that was my overwhelming feeling when I when I, I was angry. Obviously, of course, I was angry, but my overwhelming feeling was, I, I'm not I'm not surprised. It's been oh, swept, I wasn't surprised. It's been swept under the carpet for thirty two years. Why would they stop now? But it's it's like. I put a post on Twitter straight after it saying like it's a new level of corruption. It's like you've actually the independent panel got a decision to say that the Liverpool fans weren't to blame. There was no part of Liverpool fans and that certain police officers were to blame and that gates being opened and poor policing, poor officiating, poor fucking decisions from the FA. That was all to blame. They all played parts. The only fella to get a sentence was a chef chef word executive who made a decision, I think, to something to do with health and safety. He got six and a half grand fine. He's the only one in the whole world who got anything done against him for Hillsborough. Um, I just, I don't know how you can say, and the independent panel can come out and say, it's not like just 96 deaths. It's 96 people have been unlawfully killed for a judge to then say, there's no case to answer to. It doesn't make sense. It's not correct. It's, it's corruption. That's all it is. Mm. It's corruption. And anyone with a fucking brain cell 
knows it's corruption, so they need to do something about it. And I, I, I like the way like Andy Byrne and Steve Rotherham and all them have, even Joe Anderson, fair play to him. He's not in the, the best light in the minute, but straight out condemning the decision. And I think the city does really need to unite and, and go and fight that decision because we've showed before when you climb the mountain in your own way, you can win and we will. Yeah, it's, it's not going away. Um, Ian Byrne has written a letter to the BBC uh, condemning them, uh, Adrian, and condemning the fella who was on it and Adrian Childs saying, yeah, he apologised half an hour later. It's not good enough. Shouldn't have even let it happen. And well, the BBC has the broke their own rules. But he well. was only the solicitor. For, he was the solicitor for South Yorkshire Police. Hmm. That's what he was. So he's only heard their fucking side of the story. That's <laughs> all yeah, he's exactly. heard. But he's listened to one side of the story. And it's all bollocks. You've got police officers who were there who can't live with themselves. Fucking coming, coming out saying, yeah, they did change. There's, there's stories you can pick up. There's videos you can pick up of police officers saying, yeah, we changed statements. Or I put this. And when they sent me back to read it, they changed it. There's evidence. Yeah. Evidence everywhere. Just disgusting, lad. Honestly, um, I just, I don't think that can be the end. But in one sense, like I've seen a few tweets and it's fucking upsetting. Like a lad who's lived his whole life, I think he lost his dad. And he's saying like, for my whole life, it's been Hillsborough. Hillsborough, non-stop. And this is the decision, not what we were waiting for, but it's the final decision for me. And I've got to learn to, to sort of get over it. And I understand it. He wants to he wants to put it in the past. He's lost his dad. His dad's being murdered effectively. And he hasn't got to and basically the fellow who's murdered him and 95 others has got away with it. And he's sort of accepting it as the fuck all else we can do. We fought for 32 years. They've got away with it, and what else can I do? I've got to live my life, and I totally understand that as well. But it's heartbreaking. It is. Like I say, I don't think it's going away. It, it shouldn't go away. Uh, like you say, the city won't let it go away. You know, we have, Hopefully. We have banter with Everton and all that, but the one thing you can never question them on is the support in Hillsborough. Um, no. So it, it's, it's, again, it's, it's fucking hard, lad. It's, We've we've talked about it. We talked about it a bit, like on the anniversary of Hillsborough, and like it's so hard putting it into into context for yourself. You know what I mean? How they must be feeling. Like it hurts us, and we weren't even alive at the time. You know what I mean? It's like so in comparison to what them families are feeling and the survivors are feeling right now, it, it's nothing. Like you know what I mean? It's just it's heartbreaking, and they've been. I don't know. They must be feeling like 32 years has all been for nothing right now. Yeah, they, they will be. But as I say, some of them are feeling just, I think some of them are just feeling relieved that it's over. And what, what the families need to take from it, if this is the final decision, is that the independent panel proved that everything that was said about Liverpool fans that day, the people who died and the people who survived, was, was that it wasn't our fault, it wasn't their fault. And the survivors can can only hold their heads up high. You know, people feel guilty that they lived that day. It's fucking sickening. How you can go to a football match and wish the rest of your life away because you made it out alive. Mm. It's fucking gut-wrenching. But say, I think what they need to do is the families need to sit down together. They need to sit down with survivors as well. 
because they matter as much. Um, people who have gone through absolute hell and mental health issues and all that because of it. You know, we've lost loads along the way as well who, who just couldn't hack it. Um, they need to sit down and discuss whether they're ready to let it go or ready to to pick another fight. Mm. And I think the city will back them whatever they want to do. Absolutely. Whatever they do choose to do is the, is the right outcome for them because I honestly believe they, they should be fighting because it's the wrong decision and it's a immoral decision, inhumane decision. It's a fucking disgrace. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so let, let's move on now. And um, big news of the day was uh, Ibrahim Ekanate. He, he's in. He's signed on the dotted line. He Plus signed for six weeks. I know, yeah. I'm sure it was meant to be confirmed the 1st of May. I know. Um, no, I, I loved all the pictures of him floating around at the lobster pot and all that. But then Liverpool released days of him in his blue hoodie at the at this is Anfield, which was fucking clever. It's not, you know what, lad? It's just his, it's just his, that coat, that's all there is. They photoshopped it off some website. That's what I mean. It's just hilarious. I mean. It's just brilliant the way they've done it. Like, he hasn't even been in the ground there, I don't think. No, he, I don't think he's been here. Yeah, um, um, I, I, like, I like his price. I like that we've spent nearly 40 mil on a centre half when we're meant to be skint. Um, and trying to get every penny we can out of every person and join the Super League. So uh, when we finished third to the day, we got 90 million, I think, for finishing mm. third and qualifying the Champions League. So about a combined 90 odd mil, you've got to spend every single fucking penny of that and penny out the pockets um, yeah. and go and spend. But it's a great start. The season literally just ended. Not even a week finished, and we've gone spent 36 mil on a centre half who's very highly rated, quoted one of the best in Germany. So young will learn, and you know, he looked a fucking unit. So mm. let's see how he goes. Can't say I've seen much of him. I've seen him against Liverpool. Talk well, he didn't, he was on a new sub. <laughs> was he? In both games. Who <laughs> was the other one then? Um it was Oh no, I'm on about one who's going to Munich. He's shite. Yeah, Upa Makano. Um, no, uh, I've, I've only seen him play a, a handful of games, so I can't yeah. really comment on his ability. I've obviously watched all the videos everyone's sharing, and he looks fucking immense in all of them. So. And he gets forward and scores a few as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to take anything from YouTube videos. We all know how that plays out normally. Uh, Albert Aquilani. <laughs> I like the way he was, bo- he was both of our go-to examples. Oh, no, um, I loved about Aquilani is he was there was videos of him flying in two footed knee eye and that and then picking the ball up and spraying a sixty yard ball, scoring from here there and everywhere. Fucking hell lad. All, all I can think of him is he looks like the fella out of Jenny. That's what he was to me, because he was fucking shit at football. Uh lad, yeah. It, 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 he's I mean, I think he's made up that we also had Christian Paulson at one time, because he's not the worst midfielder we've had in the last twenty years now. Um and Shane. Uh, he fucking he was a hero next to Dan Emma. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah um, yeah, I haven't seen too much of him myself. I've, uh, I say, I haven't watched any YouTube videos or nothing like that. Done with that years ago. Um, I think what I've read about him, he's, he's similar to Van Dyke. He's good on the ball. He's quick. He's good in the air. He's six foot four, same height as Van Dyke. Um, and he's only going to learn next to Van Dyke, best centre back in the world. Um, he's only going to improve. His injury records a bit. Shit. Yeah, 
for last year. Not a bit, lad. It's fucking horrendous, to be honest with you. I know, which is which is me only. It's me only worry with him after the season of having fucking seventy four thousand centre backs injured. We're going by another one who's injured record. Shit. So that side of it seems a weird decision, but like you say, his age is twenty two, thirty six mil. It it can't. Hopefully, it can't go wrong. Yeah, he's played three games since he was seven. Through <laughs> injury, so we'll see how he goes. But yeah. one of them, he's gonna have, gonna have big. Like a lot of people watch the German league in that. As I've said before, I'm not really asked about any other team or any other game of football unless it affects Liverpool or it is Liverpool, obviously. Um, yeah. So you, the people who watch the German league are saying he's a monster and he's gonna yeah. be brilliant, and you can only take their word for it. But I. Say just just exciting straight out like like with, with Kiev lost lost in Kiev straight out for being on not done great in the league just got over the line finished third centre half needed one and I feel a bit sorry for Kabach because his song's brilliant <laughs> and he doesn't play centre back for Liverpool anymore and it's sad oh, yeah. so we'll have to think of another one but um yeah I felt I do I, you know what I think. I think some football's fucking heartless sometimes. Like that lad's come to Liverpool for what, six months or something? Yeah. Four months, five months. And um, set up, got a kid, fucking chilling with his bed watching Lion King. And then next minute, you fucking, you're back off the shelf. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wins. Getting relegated. Back, See you later. Fucking off, lad. Yes. Yeah. It is what it is. I think, he, I think he'll be a good player in the future. Um, and for 18 mil, don't think it was a big risk, but... Obviously, I think Jürgen Klopp is very, very strong-minded in what he wants, and I think he's wanted Canate since, since, mm. since he could get him. So, I think the talks have been ongoing for months and months, haven't they, even before we yeah. signed him back. So, I think he's just known what he needs to do, and he's done it. And fair play to him for getting a long chance of half in. And Ben Davies, is genuinely. I hope so, Ben Davies didn't we fucking know. <laughs> ben Davies is real, lad. He posted on Instagram. The I know, I've never seen that. And he's been injured and he's posted that. Been rehabbing because he's calf, hasn't he? Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. So. I can see him getting a bit of game time in all honesty. I don't think we're looking... The rumours are we're not looking to offload him. Klopp apparently thinks he needs sort of Robo amount of time to adapt to the squad, but it's obviously been hard to adapt if he's been injured at the same time. Yeah, and, and some players, lad. It happened with the Ox. Ox came in for a game, was out for three, came in for a game, was out for five, and then came in. And it, it just... People always say to me, like, it was the Liverpool way. No one ever really came in and just started. They go in the reserves for fucking six weeks or something, mm. or months. And then you need to learn our way. You can't just, you can't, unless you are an absolute magnificent footballer, like a Van Dijk, like a Thiago. But even Thiago didn't get just last in the deep end. No. You have to learn the trade. And it's a different trade. You know what I mean? It's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's an art how we play football, and you've got to learn that art before you can. You can fucking play, so yeah. See what happens. Just proves how good Nat Phillips is, isn't it? Because he just comes straight into the squad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even that, like, because we were moaning, weren't we saying about like fucking playing Fabino and Henderson when Phillips and fucking Phil Baba there? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, um, Phillips, he, he just won't lash anyone in the deep end. He said it about Reese Williams today as well. He said people are saying about. Just play them. Just play this. You've got centre backs there, but effectively you're playing and putting a 19 year old kid in in a big game 
with another a lad who hasn't really played at that level and he makes a few mistakes, you could ruin his whole fucking career and his, his mentality. So yeah. I think, again, Klopp's man management, what he does for people and humans, he doesn't just see them as players and scapegoats. Not like Marino plays Luke Shaw and he has a bad game and he comes out and goes, Luke Shaw, fat and shit of footy, cost us that game, well in. He doesn't. He goes. I'm pointing there because I've got a picture of the clock there. <laughs> He's not in the room, but I've got a picture of him. You wish he was in the room, though. Oh, I fucking love him, lad, honestly. But, um, yeah, he, he thinks it about the people, the mindset, the mentality, and the effect it could have going forward before he makes any decision. And just think, fucking love him. That's why he's in the position he's in. But yeah, looking forward to seeing Kanate. Um, hopefully first of a big summer for us. Get a few players in. Um, you know, get Mbappe in. That'll do, won't it? Um, you know what? I'm going to stop Step talking in. about him because we're going to fucking end up not getting him and I'm just going to kill myself. Um, I don't think we will get him, lad. I don't think we will. I don't think we've got the money there. Since I, I actually think we do. I actually think we will get him. Sorry to interrupt. Sam? Go put him on your FIFA team then. No, honestly, I just think, I think for the price we're going to pay for him and the wages, you've got to look at stuff like that as well. Like, you've got players like Salah, Mane, Firmino, the fucking your Endersons, even the likes of your Milners and that, who've been there and done it, won it. Imagine, imagine him coming in and going, yeah, I'm on 300 grand a week. Just, I think they'd be a morale down it a little bit. But, we, we're not in that situation. Like, if you're in 160 grand a week, are you asked that a striker that could win you absolutely fucking everything is on double? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Are you moaning about your 160 grand? And I don't think, in contradicting to it, I don't think we've got any players like that, to be fair. I think, I think if Klopp said to the players, listen, we've got a chance to get him back here, yeah. but he wants 250, 300 grand a week, which would not a conversation that would ever happen, but. If he did, I think 90% of them would say, yeah, get him. Mm. But I just think it could be a situation where you get him coming in thinking he's the superstar. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. Upset the apple car kind of thing. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't turn him down. But for for what he's going to be worth and the wages he's going to be on, you probably could get three players, four players, at a, who are a very good level, just not world class. But like Man United and Man City... Chelsea have gone and done in the, in the past sometimes to just get that step back up to, to winning. You need to get world-class. So, mm. see what happens. To be honest, happens. I'm I not think... getting excited about it. I'm not going to... You get excited about it. If it happens, I swear to God, little fat ginger idea will be taking his fucking top off and dancing out the street because I'll be made up because he's a fantastic player. So is Haaland. Um, but I just can't... I can't really see it happening. And it's not even through like being negative. I just I can't see our owners going and spending that on a, on a single player. But I'm open and wrong. Yeah. No, I I mean I can see it happening for only two deal reasons. Obviously, one he said he can't see himself playing for Liverpool, which is obviously got everyone. But has he said that? Apparently, I haven't seen the actual quote myself, but apparently... That's what I mean. That. I've seen that thing we discussed it last time, and it was green on that. What is it? What's the... Uh, Anfield Talk or something like that. Anfield Talk said they were going to... Basically, Anfield Talk said they were going to have, like... Like, 
like sources, like a colour code of how like information coming in, and they were going to colour code it. So red was like danger, absolute bollocks, really. Mm. And then amber was like decent source, and then green was like really reliable source, and that was green. So set my standards, it's green, it's happening. So see what happens. Yeah. Now I think the other thing for me is he's only got a year left on his contract. So while we still would pay a lot for him, we wouldn't. We'd be still getting him for less than he's worth. Um, yeah, but how much are we talking like? How much less? Are we get them for 90 mil or are we get them for 160 mil or because he's literally going to be the best player in the world. I I can see us getting him for less than 100 mil. Like like 90 mil. Yeah. I honestly, <laughs> no, I honestly can not. Like a year left on his contract. It sounds like he doesn't want to stay at PSG. He doesn't he, he's not he doesn't see their project as the one for him kind of thing. Um, I think the only he wants, to, he wants to be good at foot, he wants to get better. And PSG is a, obviously not this season, but 99% of the time, it's a, it's a one horse race, isn't it? Hmm. And it must be fucking boring, it must be boring. Yeah. And it's, it's the same for some of the other top players. I think if you want to go and excel yourself, play at the best teams, go and piss it in, in Paris. And he has, but you can't do it forever. Fair no. play, in Paris. Might come to, I'd love him to come to us, even if he comes to us for three or four years. And then he goes, right, 25, 26 now. Let's go to Madrid or Barca. Mm. Fair play. But I'll never know why my players leave us for teams like that. But let's oh. get him before we sell him. <laughs> <I'm not, laughs> no, I think the God. thing is, you might win the league every season, except this one with PSG. Players like Mbappe, Neymar went there to get out of Messi's shadow. He's got nowhere near the Ballon d'Or since that's what he was going to PSG for. You're not going to win the Ballon d'Or out of PSG because it's just like, well, all right, yeah, it's on. You beat Montpellier and Lille. Well, not this season, like Lille, fair play to them. Leon and Leon aren't the same team they were years ago when they were dominating. But that that's always been the trend with, with France and Germany. Someone will dominate for years and then every so often a new team will win the league. Like Monaco a few years ago, Lille now, Montpellier won it fucking 10 years ago or whatever and again it's the same in Germany Bayern dominate and then Dortmund win a couple and Wolfsburg win one and even even Spain it, it's every I mean it's hard to say Spain like, everywhere it, it, it is. England like and don't get yeah. me wrong it's just England is like obviously it's a fucking handful of teams but it, it only for Man United really it hasn't been consistent like Man mm. City have won one lost one did they win? Did they first win it back to back? First win it back to back in like ten years. Yeah. So they won it back to back, and then we won it, mm. and then they lost it, and obviously they won it, and then we'll win it, and then mm. Arsenal will never win it again. United will never win it again, and that, that is the... can't even spell it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, hell! No, in October though, that's going in their cuckoo clock cabinet. But oh yeah, like Definitely. realistically. I said last season, once we win the league, break our up, we'll dominate for years. And I, I stand by that. I think we'll win it again and then we'll dominate for years. But mm. it's, it's you've got to have luck going your way. And I love the way Klopp, absolute fucking mind game genius, the way he's talked finishing third up as one of the biggest achievements in his career. He's won the European Cup in the Premier League and he's got finishing third with Nat Phillips centre-half as one of his biggest achievements. And I totally get it. I get it, but he's lying. He's lying. Because playing Champions League football next season, 
doesn't mean as much to him. It means as much more to the owners financially. To say that 90 million that got injected into the club straight away, he just bigs it up and made it become like a big, massive thing. And everyone's talking about it. Like Gary Neville was like, how the fuck, how they finished here? Mm. He's manipulated everyone into going, how the fuck have they... Fi-? Not, you've got Carragher a few weeks ago going, you can't blame it all on Van Dyke, you can't blame it all on injuries. And now he's got everyone talking, saying, I keep pointing down. <laughs> he's got everyone talking, saying, how have they done that? That's amazing. And that's how good he is. Because, listen, finishing third, you get nothing for it. Playing champ, just playing champion league football, you get nothing for it. Other than money. And maybe the attraction of a few better players. But, mm. challenging out, Jürgen Klopp lifting that European Cup and Premier League and the, the German League means a lot more to him than finishing third this season. But, I get where yeah, you're from. And I think it's brilliant the way he's done it. And he's downplayed everything. And then he's just gone, bang, how amazing have we done? How amazing is it? And everyone's jumped on it again. Yeah, fucking fantastic. You should have finished third in the season. You should have finished eighth. Yeah. And fantastic. Yeah, I'm happy. Me too. Sound. Um, just want to get your opinion on one thing. It's, it's a little bit away from Liverpool, but it does concern us. It's about UEFA. Um, apparently, they're getting rid of away goals. Um. Just want your thoughts on that. I think it's a fucking stupid decision myself, like, but... Yeah, I agree. Um, it changes everything. It changes the setup of your... I don't know. It's... I don't know. I'm done find it like that. But it, going forward, it makes the game of football better. Both legs better because both teams are fighting for it. I think it takes away some of the excitement, though. Like, imagine going to... So, go back 10 years or so ago, we beat Madrid 1-0 in the Bernabeu. That was a cent- that was more like 2-0 because they needed to come in. You know, it takes yeah. away that. It takes away the importance of a 1-0 win. Like, a 1-0 win is still great no matter what. It's still a win. But a 1-0, a win, a 1-0 win away means so much more than winning 1-0 at home. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It does. The, the away goal, it's, it's fucking... Common phrase used, you know what I mean? So, mm. Are they talking about it or are they going to? I mean, I don't, I think they're just talking about it at the minute, but I think they're close to finalising it, basically. No, I think, as I say, I think from their point of view, they're probably looking, going PSG versus Madrid, for instance, in PSG, Madrid going camp there, going camp in their box. And try and get a counter attack, and they nullify PSG just for, for conversation. That doesn't happen if it's if there's no way go. They're both gone for each other's throats, sort of thing. But in in what how it affects the game, that is how the Champions League is. The away goal counts. You can be you could be fucking someone shit and fluke a goal away from home, and you've effectively got a two nil lead. So yeah, I think uh, no, you've got to keep it. I don't know why they're trying to change this European football. Like because they're threatened just, by that Super League. It's just bizarre. Like if they're gonna if they're gonna change it, go back to when it was the best and it was the best competition. Stop having fucking fourth place and th- and even third place. Stop having third and fourth place in the fucking Champions League and have your first and second and do qualify and um, knockout rounds again. Do it mm. that way. Have the best teams fighting each other. 
not fucking Maribor and shit like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just fucking sh- sh- pointless. Absolutely pointless. The group stage is a dog shit. Because you, you, they basically, they more or less say on, on the telly when they're doing the draw, yeah, they're shit. They're not as shit. They're good and they're brilliant. And that's how it is. That's what your fucking group is. Yeah. So, get rid of the shit. Get rid of this fucking stupid rule that if you get, if you finish third in your group, you go on your, your way for cup as well. Because that's fucking bang out of order. Mm. I, don't li- I don't like it. Like when, when Sevilla, who, who, who did Sevilla play that time? And they played every round to win it. They had all the qualifiers and everything to win it. Mm. But the team before placed in the final had just come through the, the Champions League. Mm. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Even something like that, and I agree. Don't don't have third place to drop into the Europa League because one year Sevilla won it. Three, I think Sevilla won it three years on the spin, and for that to happen, they needed to drop out of the Champions League twice, and then go on and win it again. So why should they be rewarded for failure? And it's going to happen with this fucking Conference League bullshit as well. You what there, is that? I, I don't know. It's just a third competition for even even the word conference. Means it's shit. Yeah, that's why Tottenham. Like, I just what the fuck? Why did you just how how far are they gonna go with it though? How far are they gonna go? Like it's all, it's how, many, how many more? Tons still make as many as they can. Like and the cup looks shit as well. By the way, it looks like a fucking tin pot. It's fucking crap. <laughs> I I actually don't mind it. It just reminds me of Fowler and Nippy lifting it in two thousand one. I, I still I've always liked the look of the UEFA Cup for some reason, even though No, I like UEFA Cup. I mean the new one. I've even seen the new trophy. Conference one is like like a sheet through netted mesh shit. It's fucking crap. But is no, it I made love, out of I paper mache? The UEFA Cup lads fucking brilliant trophy. It's lovely. Um and it's it is a trophy that you know I said I didn't want to be in it. I didn't want to be in it this season because because of the system, the setup, the quali- all the qualifying, the fucking group stages. He's sabbling all over to fucking shitholes. And it's not just not the same as the Champions League. But once you get to the late stages and you're talking semi-finals and finals, of course you want to win it. Yeah, you're buzzing for but it. Then they bring a conference league. Like, imagine imagine winning the conference league. Do you, do you parade that if you win it? Or do you just go? You've won that. Like, depends like, who you fucking, are. like the community shield. It you know de- I, mean? I think it depends who you are, lad. I think Tottenham would parade it if they won it. Because what else if they... They will. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, but now, but like, if if someone, if AC Milan dropped into it or Liverpool dropped into it, we wouldn't parade that. We just go, oh yeah, go on, put it, put it there. Everton would parade that. Lads, Everton parade corners at Anfield. Everton paraded finishing second towards once. Literally, there's pictures of it. So you've got a fucking clock, haven't Andy? That's Was that eighty six? I think so, something like that. Yeah. I'm sure there's a, there's a they did didn't they? There's yeah. a picture of us with I'm sure the FA Cup in the league and yeah, they're behind us. Yeah, because I said because you and said put because that we on got the, the final and finished second. Yeah, the I, runners I, up I, us. That's fucking. I've never known. That's great. Well, the I sent it. I sent it to you and said put it on a t-shirt, didn't I? So yeah, because um, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I once said Merseyside's most winning team, and they said runners up in the league and, and the FA Cup, and they said Everton. Fuck. We exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I know. Just, just wanted your opinion on that because I think it's fucking bizarre. I don't think it, it's a good 
idea whatsoever. I like the excitement of getting an away goal and taking it back to Anfield. Yeah, keep away goals. Top two in the cha- top two in the Champions League would be great. Go back to qualifiers where the away goal counts. And um, not qualifiers, fucking not out. And um, you let third and fourth go on your wafer and fuck everyone else. Because if, you, if you're getting rewards, like even if you're getting rewards, if you're finishing seventh and eighth in the league, fuck off. <laughs> you're only fucking 10, points above, 10 places above relegation, you daft cunts. When you're getting rewarded for, behave yourselves, get rid of it, fucking jibbers. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so let's finish off. Going to get your awards, let's say, for the season. I think this is harking back to our first episode because we've done this for the season before on our very first episode, but... I think I think anyway, but a little bit more polished now. So, uh, no, fucking not much life. But... Right. <laughs> what uh, I like yeah. about us is we just have a conversation and there's no script and no fucking. We just talk shit, and yeah. if people like it. They like it. If they don't, you know, fair play. But it's but coming from the heart because we're fucking local and we're scout, so. And we're both a bit more up the edge. Yeah. So yeah, start off nice and easy. Player of the season. Salah. By a mile. Without him, we're absolutely fucked. And I don't get how he doesn't get the credit other players get. Like, fuck me. His stats, his stats are unbelievable. The moments of magic he produces are unbelievable. Some of the some of the goals he scores are just unbelievable, yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely, on his day, world-class. And there's not many games he doesn't turn up. There's yeah. literally not. And then even as I said before, like when we're not playing well, them goals like what Torres used to produce out the blue. You couldn't take him off because you can produce something out of the blue. That goal against West Brom the other day, edge of the box. Why did he even hit it? Out the blue goal. Yeah. He's got that in his locker lads and class. So he's me playing the season. I agree. I mean, I read that his goals this season in the league of one of seventeen points. More than anyone, so that goes to show how vital he is to us. Um, Harry Kane, in comparison, his goals have only won Tottenham nine points this season. So, yeah, he's a great goal scorer, but maybe not as important as he's made out to be. I don't like Kane, and when we were getting linked to him, and people saying, "Would you have him?" I'd rather fucking. <laughs> I'd rather do. Oh, I literally, I can't stand him. I hate his face. Yeah, I do. And the way he speaks. And I just hate him. I fucking hate him. And I hope he gets absolutely swatted everywhere for England. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. Couldn't agree more. Uh, young player of the season. Ooh. Scientific. I don't know whether he... Phillips? Does he class? He's 23, isn't he? Yeah, I'm sure. Fucking Sterling won young player of the season when he was 24, so go for it. Yeah, that's 100% not Phillips. Absolutely. And got to give credit to Reese Williams as well because, as I've said before, getting last in when you're 19 with a 23-year-old who isn't very experienced, who hasn't played at that level before, must be fucking hard. And you're getting last in with your captain not there. And you're getting last in with midfielders missing yeah. and backup missing. And you're getting last in where there's fucking two fullbacks that just disappear up to the top of the pitch and you don't see them again for 10 minutes. So... Fair play to the two of them. So, yeah, um, I'll give it to either. Phillips, yeah. I think, being more 
pedestal and what we've achieved. I think he's been, been more involved, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he. But William just being there, and I think he all. I think he he's done well, and mm. he's nineteen. As I said, be happy to see him get loaned out next season and grow at a championship club or a low level Premier League club as long as he's getting minutes. Um, but I want to see Philip stay. So that says all it needs to say about him. I think he's been brilliant. Yeah. Now, I, I, again, I'm the same. I think it's a tr- it's a toss up between the two. Um, I'm probably I'm gonna go with Williams for young player of the season myself. Um, I think Nat has been better than him, no doubt. But I think the step up that Williams has had to make has been bigger than what Phillips has. He was playing in the conference. He was 19 when he came into the squad to step up into the Premier League from it's fa- it's a four level jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the jump he's made has been bigger. And yeah, he hasn't performed, as I say, quite as well as Phillips. But I just think that jump has just been incredible and he deserves it. It's unrealistic, though. It's an unrealistic jump. It is. That's what we tried to say. Like, when we've been slating clock saying, just put fucking Williams and Phillips in, the two centre-halves, it'd have been suicide. Yeah. The players, the fucking could have ruined their careers. And he has. He's left Fabinho coming with Henderson. Then Fabinho coming with one of them. Then the two of them. And fair play, mate. It's yeah. worked, hasn't it? Absolutely. Um, most improved player? Most improved player? Now, you can think of this how you want, whether it's like they've improved from last season or like they started the season off slow and got better as it progressed. However you want to wear, figure it out, that's, that's on you. Um, like Thiago. I'm going to go for Thiago because he came in as a substitute and an impact player and he done very well. Then he got his injury against the Shite. And he came back in and he, he struggled, said, I've never seen a player defend like in life, lad. It's fucking, it's like a kid, blindfolds with a pinata, just whacking everything, just fucking ruining things. But then game after game, he didn't have to defend as much as he, he had. He got put in better positions. His, his all, overall performances, the last eight to ten games were fucking superb. Absolute joy to watch. And it was great. He's got get a lot of stick from from other fan bases, and I said before, you know, he's not doing the job he was brought in to do, but that doesn't help the fact that he's playing a lot more defensive, and he's not playing with the midfielders he was brought in to play with. As time went on, and we seen him alongside Fabinho, he just he looked a level ahead of every other midfielder in our league. Um, he was on par with De Bruyne. Yeah, he was literally. Some of the some of the passing he does when you can see it on the telly and you go and fucking play it there and then he does you just you sort of just like he's heard me because no other footballer attempts that. We can see it on a big screen that there's a pass on in the far corner there, but he's facing the other way. How he sees it, I think he's just absolute joy to watch that. Fucking can't wait for next season within the midfield. He's unreal. Yeah, it's gonna be class. Um, I think I'm going to go with Kabach. I know he only played a few games, but I think he was, again, 20-year-old lad, and he made that fucking head end... Well, him and Alisson made that head end as cock up on his debut against Leicester. Alisson made it, but it could have rattled him, yeah. It could have yeah, fucking... it could have rattled him, and he took it on the chin, 
and he come back and he improved and he was looking good. He wasn't panicking, which I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to be quite rash. I thought he was going to dive into tackles when he didn't need to, and he wasn't. He was quite composed. He was easing people out of play. I just thought the more he was playing, the more he was training with us. And again, this was only in a very short turnaround. You've got to you've got to give him credit. He was improving game by game. Um, and I thought the, until he got injured, I was saying to myself, "There's no way we're not going to sign him." And I think a lot of fans were in the same mind. So I'm going to say Kabak for for that for me. I liked him to be honest. I thought he I thought he done well. Um, I, I think sentiment gets in the way sometimes. Say Klopp obviously prefers Canate, so he's got to go with that decision. But for yeah. one last time, oh Zanka back, can he play centre back? Can he play centre back for not Liverpool? Okay. Um, unsung hero of the season. Fucking hard, these lads. Good, that's the idea. Unsung hero of the season. In what sense do you mean unsung? As I've no mention whatsoever. Not no mention, but has deserved more of a mention. Right. For the last few games alone, Firmino, because he's had absolute shit all season because he's selfless and because he, he's not a striker. But the last few games, I think he's he's changed games. He's been the, the driving force of the forwards. Um. I think he's been the old Firmino for the last few games. And yeah. he's been, even when he hasn't played well, say in the last 10 games, he's been influential in the last four. But before that, he's been fucking giving everything. He's working his ass off. He's penetrating as he was. He's pressing as he was. He's doing everything. Some passes misplaced. It's a fucking game of fuzzy. Not every player can play a pass, whether it's five yards or 20 yards, perfect every time. So for that, yeah, I think Bobby, um, and again, People saying, you know, we can get 30, 20, 20, 30 mil for Bobby. No, you don't get me to players like that who are that committed to giving up absolutely everything, every plaudit they're going to receive for other players to do it, just so the team benefits. So, mm. fucking happy days, yeah, Bobby. Yeah, can't argue with that. Um, I'm going to go Robbo. Um, now, he's had, he's had a few plaudits this season, but... He's played every single game this, this season, 38 games in the league. And largely, he might have had one or two shaky games, but he's had largely, he's been consistent seven out of 10 all season. And I just think he's, he's the one, he's the one consistent, maybe him and Ginny, we've been able to count on all season. Um, and Salah. But like just having that consistency of him there has been massive for us. And I think, especially with Simakas having the injuries he's had, bringing him in. It's it's been vital that he's managed to keep himself in injury free somehow. Um and yeah, it's, I don't think it was spoken about as much as it should have been. No, I think he's been brilliant, Robbo. And again, as you say, he did have a few shaky games. He's had a he's had a few games where like he just let attackers get in behind him and he, he has made mistakes. But again, it's a game of football, it's a 90 minute game where you've got to be compensated for the fucking the whole of it. And yeah. you know. He does fucking most games. He, he does something brilliant, whether it's bombing forwards or a quick pass or a, a vital tackle. tackle. Um, so, yeah, I'd agree with yeah, but I'd, I'd still say Bobby. No, yeah, complete. I, again, Bobby, great shout for it. Couldn't I? I? Again, it's a great shout. 
Um, but I so, think Robo, Robo, you, you do see in in a game to game basis, you see what Robo offers in his tackles and that. Whereas we've seen Bobby can go missing for three games and be absolutely shit. But them little moments of magic he brings out the blue that can can change a whole game. And yeah, I, I just. Expectation of saying he's a striker, but he's only scoring so many goals. He's, it's a fucking different role. It's a completely different role than people. Yeah, no, fair enough. Couldn't uh, can't argue with it, as I say. So next one, um, goal of the season. Now, before you answer, I want. I don't. Don't think about the moment. Just think about the actual goal itself. The just the best goal we've scored this season. For, for, doesn't matter if it was the fifth in a five nil win. I'm not asked about the moment at the minute. Burnley. Which one? The, the was it Bert? the last goal with Shakiri crossing it through to Salah. Yeah, I remember the game. I can't. Was it West Ham? Was it West Ham? Sorry, I think it might have been West Ham. Just seeing the kiss in my head. It was West Ham. Yeah. It was a um, fucking unbelievable counter-attack. I think it was sent to Shakiri. Shakiri right away across the pitch. And um, Salah's finish. Fucking, that's my goal this season. Stay away. Yeah, it was a fantastic goal like that. That when I remember when Shakiri hit that pass and I thought, what the fucking hell are you playing at? I just thought he oh. fucking scared it. And then Salah just goes, hey, nice one. Perfect control. Little outside of his foot. And that, like, I was like, "What the fuck and hell just happened there?" Yeah, unbelievable goal, though. Unbelievable, Jeff. Um, unbelievable. Um, That's how much I take interest in other teams. I just seen kits. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it was West. Yeah, it was West Ham because we played Burnley away second to last game, didn't we? So, um, and that was earlier in the season. Um, for me, I'm gonna say. I could obviously go with that, but I'm going to go to Sent against Villa. And I think, I know what I said, but I think it's not that it was an important goal to win the game. I think it was a, it was important for Trent because he was getting absolute shit at the time. He'd just been left out of the England squad. And then the composure he's had to just pick it up, take a little touch away from the defender and curl it around another one. Keeper had absolutely no chance. It was fucking just, it was picture perfect. It was he couldn't have placed it any better. I, just I already remember, remember seeing an image of it where there's like from on, on the screen, there's about a millimetre to aim for between the defender and the post, and he's hit it. And it's uh, yeah, fantastic goal. That probably in probably it is a it's a better goal than Salah's. Um the pass made Salah's goal, that's what it is, though. Yeah, it was the, it was just the, the pure, it was just a counter-attack that one minute there in our ends, and we've fucking gone. And mm. within three passes, it's in the and the balls in the net, and it was yeah, and it was a massive it, goal. It was the Liverpool of old, wasn't it? That was, yeah. that was what it was. Not of old to say, like we've been shit for years. Liverpool of last season, um, <laughs> and so, in part this season. Yeah. So the reason I wanted you, I didn't want you to think at the moment, is because the next one is highlight of the season. <laughs> and I already knew the answer. <laughs> that's what's great about it we've both got obviously got the fucking same highlight of the season but that's why I wanted you to pick a different goal because I knew you would have said that otherwise <laughs> I'll tell you I've got two highlights I've got two highlights go on 
obviously the first is Alison because obviously the moment in itself I've said it was fucking psychotic when it went in and was laughing my head off and then smiling and dancing and fucking brilliant. <laughs> See it, it raw emotion from the team, that togetherness, Aiden Salah's raw everything it just went into slow motion and you took every little second of it in because uh, I, I wasn't out for it, I was in on my own because I was on call. So I got to enjoy every little bit of it and see the team react to it. I didn't worry about VAR for the first time of the season. I knew instantly it was Alison that had scored. Um, and it was just an unbelievable moment. And it was that togetherness, like that that celebration, that was the team saying, right, we fucking go now. And yeah. we, we got to finish fourth or third. So yeah, that meant the world to our season. That was a season defining. Well, it wouldn't have been, but at the time, that that is that's your, your lifeline. Yeah. And it was fucking unbelievable. So that's and what, was, what was your other one? My other one was the second goal against Palace. Because that was You knew that was it. That was confirmed. And being in Jürgen's bar in town and looking round and people bouncing off the fucking walls and people grabbing each other by the faces and all our lads were falling over fucking our seats and bouncing over each other on the tables. And then the atmosphere after that, that was... Because I said to the lads, it feels absolutely mad. It feels like we've just won something because we're getting into to Europe. But it's because of how much... How lack of luck we've had is that's why it feels this way. If we if we had all our plays, if we were finishing third, you'd be going home. You wouldn't be partying. Then yeah. looking time. Then looking yeah, exactly. time. And it was it was a, a great moment to be with all the lads again and falling over tables and chairs and just getting swilled and fucking dragged and pulled and punched. It was fucking bosh. And that's what and then after it, you know, it was a group of lads in front of us, group of lads at the side. Fucking tables everywhere, lads were on the tables, on the seats, songs everywhere, and it just had that feel to it that, you know, the Reds are back in town, aren't they? And yeah. I, I do believe it. I think this to get where we've got the season is absolutely magnificent and to celebrate it with everyone's boss. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. It's just a good it was just a great end to the season. We finally done it. We can fucking end on a high note. Um but yeah, Alison's fucking moment was it was phenomenal. It was just fucking yeah, just f- unbelievable. I still, I still can't actually put it into words properly. Our boss, it was lad. It was that good. It was just, it was like I said, it was the, it was the iconic moment this season as needed. Just as a whole, though, like not even necessarily just Liverpool. Just this season as needed a moment, a picture, a a, a moment to just picture and think that season was mad. And that like the season we won the league, it was shallow winning against United. That yeah. was the that was the moment you go right. We're we're gonna do it. So I remember yeah. the conversation after that because I'm a fucking like I have all my, my old loft, my little man cave is all Liverpool, you know. Um, and when when Salah scored, that we celebrated. Josh was our fella, ass over tits in slow motion towards the screen, mate. Oh lad, fucking <laughs> Salah scored that goal and he's gone over the chair, like, fell over the chair backwards, but stayed on his legs. And he's still going in slow motion towards the screen and then just went past. And uh, I was saying, all the lads, right? 
fucking get on Amazon, find me a Premier League trophy for the for the party and ours. We're going to have a party and I'll have the league in time. And I've got it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, so that was the moment we knew. And Alison's to the, the week was that was the moment when you go, fuck me, we are going to do it. And it's not yeah. the same finishing third, nowhere near the same joyous winning that league. But what we've been through this season, what Alison went through, what Jürgen's been through, the injuries we've had, the lack of fans, the lack of investment in the squad, the concerns of get to the Super League, everything we've gone through, the bad feeling around just lifted that instance and we were just concentrating on the footy on the pitch and getting into that top four. As I say, the top four is literally going get a load of boss players now because everyone wants to play the Champions League and load the down the bank. So, fingers crossed to yeah. spend it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, we've obviously got to talk about some of the bad, bad things that happened this season. So, biggest disappointment? Losing to Everton at Anfield. But they they throw it at us saying he's won the league and he's went there to see it. So fucking have some of that because <laughs> you won't win there again and you didn't get to see it. You gang of fucking dickheads. Um, yeah, so that's my biggest disappointment. And more so because the fucking dog shit of football. They're an anti football yeah, yeah. heap of shit. And, the, and as soon as they scored in that game, I knew it was over. As soon as they yeah, scored so in the first few minutes, I didn't want to watch it. Like, I got absolutely obliterated. And I just got pissed. And I knew they were going to win it. We didn't even create football. But yeah, that was one of me. There was many, loads, loads of moments. But that was, that's the... That's the one. That's the one, that That's yeah. going to hurt the most because that's what they take out of the season. Hmm. They finished 10th in the league, but they won at Anfield. So you might yeah. see a parade. Jason George Raw might have fucking 12 people on it. All statue next week. You'll have the little um, cuckoo clock out. It's optimistic of you. Um, <laughs> for me, yeah, losing to Everton is never nice. I feel like at the time when they did beat us, it wasn't really an achievement beating us at Anfield. I think for me, the biggest disappointment was just losing your beating home record to Burnley as well. Like if City had beat us and we'd lost it, you go, all right, yeah, it's City, but Burnley. Know what I mean? Fucking Brexit FC. Um, yeah, it, it, fucking, it was losing the home record for me. Yeah, it was big and it was a massive part of the failure of the season. I think once once them players, there was players there who hadn't lost the game for Liverpool. There was players yeah. there, you know what I mean? And then certainly not at Anfield. And then I think some of them did start believing that they weren't as good as they were and stuff. And it just went. And it happens. You can't be brilliant. Teams of the 70s, 80s, they all lose and they all go through bad patches. That's why records are there to be beaten. And unfortunately, we fucking blew them out the water this season. But, you know, we just we set up with 10 game unbeaten run and we'll carry that on into next season and the season after, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, I feel there'll be a bigger fortress next season than it's ever been, hopefully, because the fans have had a taste of what it's like not to be able to go. So, fingers yeah. crossed. If, if they can sort the ticketing system where these little one-day wonders can't just go in and spend 200 quid in the club shop and record everything on the phones and you get actual people who give a fuck about the team in instead, then no one's got a fucking chance at Anfield. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, what are you most excited about for next season? 
Leicester parade when we win the league. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I'm, I'm just ex- I'm excited for the summer to see what, what happens. Um, I'm excited to have the positivity back. The fans are in the grounds. You know, um, the football team can are going to be fit. So a lot of there's no negatives. The only negatives we can possibly have is if the owners don't spend. But I think they will. So yeah. they've got to go and prove that they're not all money minded. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm excited for the some of the players to get a rest and come back fully fit. I'm excited to see Thiago kick a ball out of wall if it has to be. Just want to play footy again. And yet, just seeing all the lads back fit, Jürgen Klopp smiling again and competing. Yeah, you've uh, you've, you've answered it for me as well. But I, do, I, I do really think, I do really think, like, as I've said before, and I, I think next year, that hunger in the team, I think we'll see it differently pool again. I think we pick it up a level more than we've seen. I think a few new faces, a few fresh faces, hopefully something in the department of fucking health and safety gets sorted where we're not picking up as many injuries yeah. and let's just go again and they'll go full throttle. Yeah, no, put it very well. I couldn't have said it Thanks, better man. myself, so I'm not going to. <laughs> so the last one to finish on, what's your predictions for the end of next season? We're sitting here in a year's time. What are, what are we talking about? I've got no top on. <laughs> Shave my hair off. And I've got a tattoo on my neck, a clock lifting the second league title. Now, personally, I really do. And, you know, in a year's time, we might have to, we might look like a pair of dickheads, but I think in a year's time, there's two of them behind me. And I've got another picture of clock smiling. And I just think, I just think we win every, and it's it, it sounds a bit naive and a bit daft, a bit far fetched maybe, based on the season we've had. But anyone with a fucking brain cell in their head can see why we haven't performed the way we need to perform this season. I think the f- players are going to perform better than ever because they've missed the fans and the fans have missed them, so the atmosphere will be even better again. Goes up a notch. We're in the Champions League. They're going to be grateful for being in the Champions League because they nearly weren't. I think there's just going to be a different hunger and I think we'll be a different beast. I think we'll just show no mercy whatsoever. Just go and play your footy the way you can with the players you've got and let's improve the squads and go and fucking turn it apart because we're more than capable. And I just want to, want to see Klopp smile on the sidelines again. <laughs> That's it. I want United equal in, in terms of league titles and I want to add a seventh star to me. Huh? Um, got six. Not a fan of even numbers, so let's let's make it another one. Um, no, I'm just I'm just excited for for it all. That Van Dyke back, Gomez back, Henderson back to full fitness, playing in the midfield with Fabinho and Henderson. Um, fucking look who look who we're going to be bringing in. Um, even just like it sounds a bit it sounds a bit, a bit mad, but even like playing the new teams that are coming up, like playoff finals tomorrow. I hope I hope to God Brentford come up just because. Yeah, You've never been up before, you know what I mean? Just little things like that. Um, and more importantly, I think more than anything, I'm just looking forward to full capacity stadiums again. Yeah. Like, I want to hear our players. I want to go to Goodison and hear Mane getting booed because he scored at Attrich. And then the booze will turn to Carlo, obviously. He might be out by then, to be fair. Um, no, I, I, but no, I love that. No. I said it I said it the other day, like, 
even the Burnley game, they had six and a half thousand fans in or something. Man, I got volleyed in the shin and got went down, and then was getting booed for it. But yeah. I, lo- I loved but that's it. I think he loves it. And I think that yeah, like some players just love sound and love atmosphere, whether it's for or against. And you've seen him smile many times when he's been kicked to fuck and he's been booed and he gets up and he smiles. And I think he's, I think it showed he was a completely different player the other day. Yeah, I really do. I think, I, I honestly, when we go on about Liverpool fans being the 12th man and how important they are and that, realistically, we will see the difference in them next season. We'll see it. You'll get to see it for your own eyes how much influence them fans have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. It's massive. It's massive. It really is. Yeah. Um, well, that that's, that's all we've got for today. I think we've covered everything from the end of the season. Um, obviously, we'll be back whenever there's big transfer news to to be spoke about, or hopefully we can get one or two uh, guests on over the summer and that, uh, something to keep it occupied. But we'll uh, we can't wait for next season. And, and up, up, up to Chelsea. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to bring myself to say that because I feel dirty that I've got to support. Up the fucking Chelsea, I hope the batter City. But so, do, so do I, but like I feel dirty at the same time, so I'm not going to do it. Um, you don't want to see my Chelsea tattoo then I got this morning? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. Honestly, um, as I said, I don't. I, said, I was saying last week, I don't even want to watch the match, but I will. I yeah, will. I'm going to watch it because I will. I'll, supp- I'll cheer a Chelsea goal. Like it's our own because I absolutely fucking despise Man City and I despise Chelsea, I despise Man United. But at this moment in my fucking midlife crisis, it's Man City who I hate the most out of everyone. To so, be fair, the Europa League final the other day did make me remember how much I actually hate United. Oh, it did, yeah, and I enjoyed oh, it. Yeah, I enjoyed I, it very much. I, I said, Do you know what? I made a mad statement probably a few months ago, saying I'm quite enjoying Man United being half-decent again because when you're not nervous going into games with them and you're not arsed and you don't bother you and you're not looking over your shoulder or looking up at them, it's not the same. You, you need United to be half-decent so you can enjoy their misery. But yeah. in, when the sixth and seventh and shit, that's a different misery. That's just them being used to shit. losing. When they get to cup finals and lose, like they did against Barcelona in the European Cup and that, I fucking, I cheer that. Like, it was winning. And that's the enjoyment in footy. And when teams like that, Man United, realistically, and it's a, it's a, they shouldn't be shit. I don't want to see them crumble to fuck because they've been a massive part of my life in the terms of how I viewed football because... I've always been interested in what they're doing because I fucking hate them. And when, when you lose that, you're sort of like, I fucking missed, I miss hating them because mm. the shit and irrelevant. Now, seeing them, I felt sick watching that final. I really did. I felt sick. And then I fucking sat there, little can, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching Villarreal lift the title. And uh, as daft as it sounds, as much as I hate them, I'll do the exact same tomorrow if Chelsea win that. And it, as I said before, it's like watching two of your fucking two lads you hate go with your beard. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. But one of your mates is closer than the other one, so you want him to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> fucking 
Go and have a good go. Come on, Chelsea. Come on, Chelsea. Uh, but anyway, yeah, as I say, we'll be back hopefully next few weeks. And um, thanks everyone for listening. Really appreciate the support we've got so far. Uh, please, like we keep saying, send us any feedback that you've got. If you think we're doing shit, tell us. If you think we're doing good, tell us. If you think we can improve, just just tell us. That's all we want. We just want to hear what people think about us, what we're doing. Um, and if we there's can't... stuff we're not covering that you think we should cover, give us a shout. Yeah. Stuff, stuff we can improve on. Listen, this is literally not a moneymaker. It's a hobby. We literally yeah. sit here and have a talk. And the input we've had so far, we haven't had any negativity. And I think we could do it a bit just so we can fucking take it with a pinch of salt and improve on ourselves. But literally, we just sit here, have a conversation, and it, it, it fucking, through magic, it travels the world and we get listened to all over the gaff. So we want to keep that up and we want to get more listeners from it, more sponsors get interested, which fucking attracts more guests. And that's what, for guests, all they want is big numbers. And we're hitting decent numbers, but... The more you share us, the more you support us, the more feedback we get, the bigger we get. So just keep helping us out, please. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And up the reds. Up the reds. Alison the Redzima. You know that. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.